Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Why are you going to drag Nuno's name through the mud like that, Darlington? That's not right. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It never stops being funny. <laughs> it's just, that's just not right. Uh, this is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to give us a call today, because there's a lot to talk about, uh, the phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. We'll get to a specific question for that call online in just a little bit. In the meantime, uh, we've talked a lot about Kyle. Murray over the last couple of days, and and we should be, because with every passing day, Jordan, a new story comes out about something with his contract or the Arizona Cardinals and the way they feel about him or the way Kyler Murray and his agent feel about them, and it's suddenly become a big old mess. Um, So he signs this big deal with the Cardinals. This comes months after his social media is wiped of anything that has to do with the Cardinals because he wants this long-term deal. His agent releases a, a statement that's long and has a lot of caps in it and essentially saying that this is what he feels he deserves and all these other things. Then we find out the details of his contract, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it has specifics in it about how he should go about his everyday work life, how much film he should be watching, and all these kinds of things. And so here we are now today having to digest all of this and understand, wait a minute, what? Kyler Murray just signed this long-term deal, and every day we have a new story? Got it. So our dear friend Heather Dinich, ESPN College Football Insider, was on Keyshawn J. Will and Max earlier today, and she had a chance to catch up with Kyler Murray's former head coach, in college, Lincoln Riley. Here's what Lincoln Riley says about one Kyler Murray. Lincoln Riley, maybe nobody knows him better because he was his offensive coordinator. He was his quarterback coach. And he told me last night that he's coached two kinds of great players. And you guys will understand this. One player is the kind that needs to know every little detail to feel confident on the field. And the other is, tell me what I need to know. I'll get it done. And he's more of the latter. And he said, if I were to go play a game at any level today and give Kyler the playbook, I have absolutely zero doubt that he would be ready to play. Zero. Okay, so a boat of confidence, obviously, from his former quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, and head coach, someone who knows him very well. Jay, uh, floor is yours. What's your biggest takeaway from today, the past couple of days, the past week? Feel free. Well, let's start with what we just heard, sound-wise, from Heather Dinich talking about her interaction with Lincoln Riley. That's great. Lincoln Riley clearly has the back of Kyler Murray. But that doesn't mean much to me and doesn't hold much weight, Shane. Here's why. That's college football. You talk about Lincoln Riley as he knew his quarterback, Kyler Murray, to absorb a playbook and be ready to play on Saturdays. We're talking about a guy who's playing at the highest of level, a different speed, a bigger playbook, more film to watch because of the level of talent that you're playing against 
on Sundays. So while great Lincoln has his back, it doesn't do much for me in terms of this still must clearly be an issue. And the side note to it all is there must be some dissension within the organization and Kyler Murray for this information to even be floated about a piece of the contract where four hours of studying is mandatory. If all people are on the same page, it doesn't get to this point. So for me, it feels fishy. It's not a good look for Kyler as this narrative is out there floating, but it's also not a good look for the organization, for the cards, because who leaked it? Right. Uh, uh, This whole thing going back to when the social media was wiped, screams to me no one trusts anyone. And I'm sorry, I don't kind of care what kind of relationship you're in, whether it's a work relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, it doesn't matter. If you don't have trust, you ain't got nothing. It meant Kyler Murray didn't trust the Cardinals, hence why he had to poke the bear and send a message in terms of wiping his social media. His agent didn't trust the Cardinals, why he had to release a statement through social media with all caps and demands. And then obviously now we're at a point where someone isn't trusting someone because we're getting information we should not have. I should not know details of Kyler Murray's contract. Jordan, you and I signed contracts here at ESPN. And if someone leaked something about that contract, I don't care what it is, the amount of money, how many hours I'm supposed to work, what shows I'm supposed to be on, specifics that I don't want out there. I'd be frustrated, let alone something that indicates I'm not a very hard worker, which has already kind of been the narrative this entire time. And I it, I, 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 just think that this is a, a big circus now that is only going to lead in one direction for the Cardinals, and that's chaos. And that is absolutely not what they need coming off of the disastrous end to last season. Oh, I need to hear from Kyler Murray. I need to hear him address this because we don't know for certain anything other than rumors and rumors that have been planted out there to help carve a narrative. Now, are they accurate? I don't put on the uniform. I'm not in the locker room. Having been in a locker room, I can't speak to that unless I'm a part of it. So all this is a speculation. But two things stand out to me. One, if somebody is floating this in that organization, they're not a fan of Kyler Murray. That could be the case. Or two, they're floating this because, hey, if Kyler Murray doesn't work out, despite the fact he's getting $160 million guaranteed, in totality $230 million, well, we've already started to plant this narrative that, oh, it didn't work out. The guy doesn't want to work. We had to put in our contract that he needs to do four hours at bare minimum to study for an opponent. So he's not performing because he's not putting the work in. So it's almost like the cards are either doing this with a a, a vengeance side, uh, some sort of don't like the guy element to it, or they're trying to cover themselves and be like, hey, if it doesn't work out, now you know why. And I don't like either way. Yeah, no, I don't either. The whole thing just reeks of distrust and dislike and immaturity, and I I hate all of it. Um, Here's what I'll say, too, about the Arizona Cardinals. Look, as sports fans, we all know this. You win, stuff goes away. Kyler Murray goes out and wins the first eight games, seven games like he did last season. Sweet. We won't be talking about this till the second half when hopefully they don't fall apart like they have the last couple of years. However, looking at this Arizona Cardinals schedule, Jordan, have you had a chance to peep the Cardinals schedule? Yeah, it's not fun. It is a gauntlet is what we'll call it here out of the gates. Let me just rattle off the first five games for you. At home against Kansas City on the road against the Vegas Raiders. At home against the Super Bowl winning L.A. Rams. Uh, On the road against the Carolina Panthers. At home against Philadelphia. Okay. So, if we have, I don't know, let's say they go two of three in in those first five games problematic. And then you don't think we're going to see perhaps a pouting Kyler Murray and dissension from the front office and uh, like this just reeks of drama for the entire season. Well, tell me this. <laughs> like he 
position-wise, it's historically known that a quarterback is one of the established leaders in any locker room. When you've already floated this out there, and now you've got legions of men in that locker room that know that, hey, it's, it's even in a contract that our guy doesn't want to work, how are you going to respect him as said leader during turbulent times during the year, Shay? Right. Exactly what you're laying out, it, it could be a breaking point that comes very early on. This might be a front-running Arizona group. If they can win and win early and, and miss that gauntlet, then maybe we don't have to worry about this. But if they do reach that point where it's a little bit shaky, how can you look to uh, to your quarterback in Kyler Murray when it's already been established all these negative things, whether they're fair or unfair, that makes it really hard for him to lead. On top of that, if sure. I'm coming into the season, I already have great disdain for my organization because they've allowed this to get out. If it's been put out into the public that I have this narrative that I'm lazy, fair or not, and I'm, if I'm Kyler, I'm sure it's, he's thinking it's unfair, I don't really even want to be playing for the organization despite all the money. So I think it's a really dicey situation for a franchise that seems like there's a lot of promise but can never quite get to where they want to get to. It's not a great start so funny because you think about the other professional team in this town um, or close to this where where the Cardinals play, and that's the Suns. Couldn't be further from this drama. Could not be further. I have no idea what goes on in that Suns locker room, nor do I care because that's just not the way they run things. I'm, I'm obviously comparing apples to oranges, but I'm just thinking about Arizona sports and like this is a completely different beast. So I have a question for you now, Jay. I'm getting the call in line here on Canty and Carlin uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Shane Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. It's 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. How much confidence do you have in Kyler Murray? I'm not just asking Jordan, but I'm also asking all of you. Give me one through ten, ten being the most confident, and you can call in and give me Kyler Murray's confidence level, also any QB in the National Football League. What is your level of confidence for Kyler Murray this season? Take away all the -the off-the-field things. We're talking about on-the-field only. Uh, I'm going to say an eight. I I have a... I have a level of confidence in him because keep in mind, Shay, this guy was playing like an offensive MVP uh, for for a, a decent points in, in different seasons. I mean, the capability is clearly there. I'm not going to fall victim to a narrative that's been carved out there because I haven't seen a response from Kyler Murray. I know that he's played injured before. I know we've heard about the antics with him pouting on the sidelines, not being a leader or, or the guy that they need him to be. But I've also seen greatness there. And I also know that when D-Hop is back with that offense, inserting Hollywood Brown, their ability to run the football, I think he can still be in a great position to take this team, not only to the playoffs, but put together something special. So it feels very negative now, but I've seen too much good to not have a decent amount of confidence in Kyler Murray. So I think an eight is fair. All right, so you can go eight. I'm going to go six. Um, I don't have Whoa. a ton of confidence in this Cardinals team or in Kyler Murray, quite frankly, and that's not because of all the reports that have come out. That has nothing to do with it. I think they're playing in one of the most competitive divisions in the National Football League over there in the NFC West. Um, we'll take the Seattle Seahawks out of the equation, but they have to play the Rams twice. they got to play the Niners twice. And then I already listed the, some of the other teams that they have to go face in the NFC. And, and to me, when you're starting out this way, coming off the way you lost, yes, you took your team to the postseason for the first time, since you've been on that roster. Congrats. You looked unprepared. You looked completely 
discombobulated and the whole thing was a disaster against a team you're very familiar with. And I know they were the eventual Super Bowl champion in the Rams. That was the last time I saw this squad. I, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury has proven anything to me. And quite frankly, I don't think Kyler Murray has either. And he wants to be in this conversation. Whoa. He wants to be in this conversation with the likes of Patrick. Hence why he wanted this contract with like Patrick Mahomes and and Lamar Jackson, who I know hasn't signed his contract yet. But you understand my conversation, where I'm going with this. And I just don't think he's there yet. I hope I'm wrong. I really sure. do. Because I sure. don't know that this is fair, what's gone on. I don't think it's fair, what's gone on with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. But I just, I don't, I haven't seen enough to have full confidence in Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I haven't. Shay, he's been an offensive rookie of the year. December sure. December of last year, people were talking about him in an MVP race. Yeah. To say you haven't seen anything from him. Not anything. Feels, enough. Feels like, uh, okay. Because at first you said you haven't seen, well, enough. I, I mean, haven't seen enough. Okay, you haven't seen to the caliber of person that he can be in totality consistently through a year, but you've seen some to know that he's a special talent in this league. Yeah, he was the number one overall pick. Of course, of course he is a special talent, but I think when you add chaos to a roster that already had a little bit anyways at the end of last season, I, I don't know that that bodes well, and so I don't have full confidence in this team. I hope I'm wrong. Again, I'm hope I'm Why would I wish ill will on a squad that my, my favorite team doesn't even face <laughs> but I, I I don't so I hope I'm wrong I just would only give it a six Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable get a multi-policy discount by combining your car home motorcycle commercial auto and more all your protection in one place bundle and save at progressive.com again it's Canty and Carlin here on ESPN radio Shay Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys here um, taking you through the rest of your evening here on ESPN radio let's take a little quick pivot because Kyler Murray is not the only NFC West quarterback that we have to talk about here. I don't even know if we can still consider Jimmy Garoppolo an NFC West quarterback. I think we can. However, yesterday, Kyle Shannon, Kyle Shanahan made it very clear that the Niners have other ideas. Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to the camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Sure, <laughs> there's no ill will there at all. Um, so the Niners moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback who brought them to the Super Bowl, got them as he just pointed out, Kyle Shanahan, very close to the Super Bowl last year. Yes, he's had his up and downs. Has he been a top tier quarterback in the National Football League every year? No, but he has delivered W's for the Niners when it matters, Jay. But yet they invested a lot, multiple first round picks and so on, moved up in the draft, to go get Trey Lance. And so they feel like the grass is going to be greener. Do you agree? They better hope so, because when you talk about pressure, Kyle Shanahan has a ton of it, and so does Lynch, uh, with going this route. Because when you say, has, has, has Jimmy G been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? I mean, no, but look at his stretch to end the last season that was a, maybe a play away from getting to a Super Bowl. Right. His stretch from Week 10 to, to the end of the regular season, he had the second-best completion percentage. His yards per attempt were second best in the league, and he had the fourth best passer rating in the NFL. Like, this guy was doing it and doing it at a high level and was part of the reason why that team got to the point where they did. Correct. So when we talk about narratives, which is what this whole show's been about out of the gates, the narrative is not accurate when you talk about Jimmy G. And, oh, by the way, since 2016, guys had the fourth best winning percentage in the league. The guy gets it done when he's on the field. So – 
Trey Lance, if this is going to be your team, you better be ready because maybe you're not filling the shoes of a Joe Montana, but you're filling the shoes of a guy who was fully capable and was getting it done on Sundays with this group. Yeah, see, I I don't, I don't like this. I understand the financial aspect of this because I know they are going to owe Jimmy Garoppolo a lot of money, and I realize how much draft capital they gave up to get Trey Lance. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place here. However, I wish for the Niners they could have a situation like in Green Bay where it's like, uh, you know, dance with the girl that brought you. Like they could just ride it out with Jimmy G until the wheels fall off, and then they can insert Trey Lance when he's fully 100% ready to go. I'm not in those meetings. I'm not at training camp. I don't know if Trey Lance has completely changed his tune since last year. And and he suddenly has surpassed Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know that to be certain, but I wish in a perfect world that Jimmy could stay on that roster because I do feel like he was done a little bit dirty. I said this Sunday, Jay, on our radio show, Game Day on ESPN Radio, Sundays from Plug. Plug. <laughs> um, I I don't I could not name for you other starting quarterbacks in the National Football League that would have handled this the way Jimmy Garoppolo has. I haven't heard a peep from him on social media. I haven't heard a peep from him in a press conference outside of positive things being said about the Niners and Trey Lance. I'm sorry. Look at the way and again, I'm comparing apples and oranges, but look at the way Baker Mayfield felt like he was wronged and he's not. He's not wrong to feel that way. And so I think that the Niners don't realize what kind of, I guess I'll call it gentlemen they have there in, in, in the Bay Area. But I would be hard-pressed to find another that would have handled it a similar way. Okay, so now what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, now they're going to hope to find a suitor and a trade partner. Otherwise, you just give them up for nothing. A quarterback that has brought you so much success, you're just going to perhaps cut and say goodbye. Well, that's what's so interesting, and that's why, Shay, I go right to the Cleveland Browns. Because every day that passes and there's not a decision made on Deshaun Watson and an organization that moves quietly, tiptoeing around, wondering when the second shoe is going to fall or whatever the hell that phrase is, uh, (laughs) they're in in position as Cleveland Browns to kind of say, okay, let's just also quietly hope that nobody's going to play ball with the Niners. And then the Niners end up releasing – Jimmy G, because then the price tag comes down to something like three, four million, as opposed to paying him twenty-four million if they make a move. And then you've got your guy that can step in seamlessly and operate this offense at a high level. He's a proven winner. And then you can say, okay, Deshaun's out for a season. Deshaun's out for the lion's share of a season. Deshaun's out for half of a season. We've got Jimmy G in here for for a decent price tag. And I might even go so far as to say, why doesn't Cleveland play ball with the Niners now? Just to have a guy like that in there so you know you don't necessarily have to drop all the way down to, no offense, Jacoby Brissett to handle this thing because we saw in Indianapolis when he had to step in and be the guy replacing an elite talent, he couldn't really do it. And there's a lot of talent there in a very, very difficult division in the AFC North with my Bengals waiting in the wings. So to me, Cleveland makes the most sense for a guy like Jimmy G. What if Deshaun Watson's not suspended a whole season? Then you're just going to go pay all this money for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then you have Deshaun coming back, and now you're in another mess. Now you have another circus going on in the quarterback room. Speaking of those Browns, Kevin Stefanski spoke today at Browns training camp, and he made it very clear who the starter is going to be for the Cleveland Browns this year. Did you bring in Rosen as a a potential look to see if he could earn that spot? Uh, uh, Jacoby's our backup quarterback. If Deshaun's unavailable, Jacoby's a starter. Okay, so maybe this is another chance for us to throw out this question. Confidence meter in terms of Jacoby Brissett being the starter for the Browns. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. 1 through 10, 10 being the strongest in confidence. Jay, it sounds like yours is pretty towards the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. If, if Jacoby Brissett's going to be the starter, 
I mean, look, they've got one of the best running backs in the game in Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt is decent behind him. I don't love the, the release valve at tight end in, in David Njoku, uh, but they have playmakers on the outside that are capable. Mari Cooper now. I, that's what I mean. I, I'd still probably say a six. I, when have you seen Jacoby Brissett carry a team yeah, no, and, and be a guy that can even manage consistently for several weeks in a season? I have not. So I'd have to say six. And the only reason it's that high is because of the capability around him with a really good offensive line that can keep him clean. Yeah, it's one thing to be a backup quarterback if your quarterback gets hurt or he's out for a couple of weeks. It's another to be the backup quarterback for an entire season. I mean, we see quarterbacks get signed to a one-year deal as starters. This is a backup quarterback perhaps that's going to become a starting quarterback for an entire season. Heck of an opportunity if you're Jacoby Brissett. But you're right. Like, that's a completely different title, job title. It's a strong promotion if you are Jacoby Brissett now on this Cleveland Browns roster. And so I have to agree with you. I mean, the only reason you have to – there's no way you could have a high confidence meter because you haven't seen him be the starter for a team. You're right, since he was in Indianapolis. And, again, this was a long time ago and obviously a very bad circumstance with Andrew Luck leaving last minute and all these things. Oh, by the way, who's winning the AFC North, Shay? I mean, that's a loaded division. Well, and that's the other thing. It's in a division where it's going to be anyone's game every single time you play an AFC North team. I think the Ravens, I'm sorry, Jay. See, now why? why? Right before the break? I know. That's really what you're going to do here? Sorry, we could talk about it in the break. Uh, So Jimmy Garoppolo is not the only athlete who maybe could be making his way out of the Golden State. Are there greener pastures for one of basketball's biggest stars? We'll talk about that next. It's Candy and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN Plus and Sirius XM Channel 80. Shay and Jordan Cornette here filling in for the guys today. We're asking you how confident how confident are you in your team's quarterback? One through ten, ten being the most confident. And the phone number is eight 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 say ESPN triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Quickly, Jay, in the NFL, my team is the Bears. Justin Fields is my quarterback. Confidence level eh, a seven point five, but. I think the what? Bears are going to be one of the worst teams in the National Football League. We'll dive more into this in just a little bit. In the meantime, we got to go to baseball um, because there's some things going on there. The second half of the baseball season off, running, and a lot of different storylines to hit. And so for that, we welcome in Xavier Scruggs. He's our ESPN baseball analyst. Xavier, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Um, let's start with the Juan Soto talk because that seems to be the topic. Is he going to be traded or is he not? He's obviously asking for a ton of money. So do you think he leaves in the next week or so? Yeah, so uh, first of all, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, Juan Soto, he's gone. He, uh, he'll be putting on a different jersey. And the biggest reason being this is a Nationals team that has to rebuild. They have to find a way to rebuild this organization, uh, whether that be with prospects, whether that be with some ready-now major leaguers. And with Juan Soto asking for probably close to half a billion dollars or, or more over that next contract, they just can't afford him right now. So get what you can back for him while his value is at his highest. And I, I most likely see him wearing a Dodger uniform. You're talking about a Dodgers team yep. that could possibly give him an extension, give him the money. They, we know they have the money. They also have the prospects, and they also have money coming off of the books next year. Uh, David Price's money's coming off the books. Trey Turner's money coming off the books if they don't re-sign him and a few other guys. So I could see him easily in a Dodgers uniform by next week. I mean, the rich just get richer, Xavier. No it's crazy kidding. to think that the Dodgers could be it. But, Xavier, when you look at this, another interesting uh, layer or dimension, if you will, to the whole thing is you're talking about that next contract being robust, but right now he's relatively affordable for the next season and a half for any team to really go out there and get him. But I still look at one of those other teams on the other coast that has a ton of money in the New York Yankees. How much do you think they factor in as being a player here? Yeah, they'll factor in. I, I just, uh, I just don't know if they have the prospects enough to to get to garner a return for the Nationals. Um, their top prospect in a Francisco Alvarez, a catcher, is a guy that uh, I, I would look to keep in the organization because these catchers, especially power hitting catchers, don't come a dime a dozen. Um, the same can be said for kind of the rest of their prospects. Is not really a, a lot of top 100 prospects in that organization. Uh, they have drafted just recently in 2022 some higher prospects, but they won't be ready for the major leagues for a good four or five years. So it'll be interesting to see if the Mets go after Juan Soto, especially with what they've already done this year. Uh, he would easily help them boost into uh, playoff contention and World Series contention. But you think he's going to the Dodgers, so we'll ride with that. I, I, I see him wearing blue. I see him wearing blue and that Dodger blue specifically. Okay, got it. Xavier Scruggs talking to us now here on Canty and Carlin. Shane and Jordan Cornette filling in for the guys. Xavier's our ESPN baseball analyst. Uh, let's stay out west here, but let's talk about the Angels because Jeff Passan wrote that the Angels are going to need to make a decision here about Shohei Otani in the next year and a half. What do you think they should do? Are they really going to trade away one of baseball's best players? That's the that's the real issue is you, you're a team that you've now you, – you have the most exciting player in all of Major League Baseball – you have the, the only two-way star in all of Major League Baseball. Um, you think about the fan base. You think about the atmosphere that he brings to the stadium every single day. 
it, it's just tough. You cannot, you can't trade that away. That's such a huge asset. But at the same time, you look at the, these roster salaries. A Mike Trout that's over four hundred million. You look at a, a Rendon that's been injured for multiple years now. A three hundred million player guy. So the salaries are so top heavy. Somebody's got to go. And Mike Trout has a no trade clause. So that the smartest thing to do would be to, to get what you can for a Shohei Otani while his value's high because he's a guy that's going to walk once it comes free agency time. Uh, I just don't see the Angels doing it, though, just because it, this is a guy that your whole organization evolves around. It's such a crazy situation when you lay it out like that. Xavier, who right now in the AL would you say is the front runner for MVP? Is it Shohei or, or is it Aaron Judge out in New York? Aaron Judge on top, and the biggest reason being you look at the the Yankees, they're the best team in Major League Baseball. He's the best player on that best team right now, the 37 home runs. I mean, what he's done has been absolutely ridiculous as far as carrying a team throughout the course of the whole season consistently. Without an Aaron Judge, this Yankees team may not be in first place. And I look at Shohei Otani, yes, what he does – is obviously spectacular, but this is an Angels team in which none of his games have been very meaningful since the first game of the season. So when I look at MVP, there has to be something to it when it comes to being a top team, especially the best team in Major League Baseball. And and don't forget, Aaron Judge bet on himself. He turned down over $200 million and then went out there and said, this is the type of player I am. Give me my money while I take the MVP. Talking to Xavier Scruggs right now. He's our ESPN baseball analyst. Xavier, you brought up what we were just talking about, the Yankees, I guess I should say. And the Subway Series started last night. Yankees and Mets both in first place. It's like what New York dreams are made of. Last night, the Yankees took an L. And kind of an uncharacteristic L, too, in the way they lost. What did you learn about these two teams last night? Uh, I mean, I learned what we've seen from the Mets most of the year. This, this team is going to grind. They're, they're not necessarily the power-hitting team that the Yankees are, but they take really, really approach, a great approach into their at-bats. Um, a great team with runners in scoring position. I believe they're second in all of Major League Baseball. And the Yankees are number one when it comes to home runs. So they're mostly a power-hitting team. But power-hitting teams become susceptible to, obviously, good pitchers. you got a lot of swing and miss when you got a Taiwan Walker on the other side. He showed that, hey, even though he got a couple home runs, gave up a couple home runs to Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo, he came right back, looked extremely sharp the rest of the game. Uh, this Mets team is not the same Mets team that we saw last year. This is not a Mets team that's going to give it up um, after 100 games going into the season. This is a team that I look to continue to stay in first place, uh, especially when you have a closer on the back end and a Diaz that strikes out half the batters he faces. Um, they've got all aspects of a part of this baseball team, as well as you look to see them move, make a move uh, before the trade deadline as well. Now the Yankees, let's let's not act like this isn't still a great team. But what I do see is when Yankees run into some of the top starting pitches, top starting pitchers in our game, there is a little buzzsaw there, and those are the types of pitchers they will see in the postseason. Quickly, Xavier, before we say bye, if Gene Carlos Stanton was playing last night or in this series, do you think it would have gone differently? 
Yes, things go yeah. definitely d- differently with Giancarlo Stanton in the lineup. You're talking about serious protection for an Aaron Judge. Um, it, a lot of it evolves around Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, so it really hurts with him being on the IL with the uh, Achilles injury. But, you know, you've got to get him healthy for the long stretch of the run. You've got to make sure he's good to go. Uh, these games aren't going to mean as much when it comes down to September and October when you really need him. For sure. Xavier, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. That's Xavier Scruggs, our ESPN baseball analyst, joining us here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Back to football next. Why the Tampa Bay Bucks' latest move might not make them any closer to Tom Brady's eighth Super Bowl title. We'll discuss that next here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Cornette back here with you. And today was an interesting day for our producer, Evan. I'll let him have the floor and we'll go from there. Evan, what happened to you today at the car dealership? Yeah, so I had to go get my car uh, serviced. I just had to get an oil change and I went to the car dealership. And this guy I just hear in the background goes, oh, did you guys hear what the uh, issue ended up being with uh, my air conditioning? And the woman's like, yeah, hi. He goes, yeah, the vents weren't open. The guy brought his car to the car dealership to get serviced, thought the air conditioner was broken. It turns out he had just closed all the vents or somebody in his car had just closed all the vents. He goes, I didn't know that could happen. Yeah, and so this brings us to a moment of all of us going, well, that guy's kind of stupid. But haven't we all been here before? Matt, like, don't you have a story about someone that's done something similar to this? Yeah, one of my buddies in college, real bright guy, um, he (laughs) was going by the uh, gas station. I don't know if this is his first time at a gas station or not but this is the first time he noticed the price difference between diesel and gas and that was alluring to this gentleman so in his toyota uh no it was a honda civic he decided to throw some diesel in there see if he could you know save the cost (laughs) right and this was a time in which inflation wasn't as big of a deal right but you can only imagine now but yeah so that was that for the car yeah not a fun experiment good run with the civic shay tell us you know when when did jordan say something stupid see in our house yeah in our house things are a little different uh for one obviously those that don't know jordan and i are married we live together all those things uh this is like when these two tell these kinds of stories ryan and evan this is my life my everyday life i do dumb stuff like this 24 hours 
I'm not a dumb person. I just am not, I don't think through things fully all the time. Yes! So these, yes, exactly. So these are just very commonplace. Jordan is more stupid with technology. Like Jordan will yes. look at the television and it won't turn on. And I'm like, well, you're pushing the wrong power button. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like those are the kinds of things Jordan does that's just absent-minded, stupid with technology. I'm more dumb with the English language. I can't believe I work in radio and television. Quite well, frankly, yeah, you're right, Shay. Technology's not my thing. I'm not long for this world. But a quick one for you: Li- linguistics, not your thing. Not language, thing. you get caught up sometimes. Yeah. Central Park, Central Park Five. Everybody knows that tragic story about the five young men tragic. who were accused of something that they did not do in New York back in the '80s. Well, so there's a documentary on Netflix. We watched the whole thing on the Central Park Five. At the end of it, Oprah went. Winfrey did a special on the five. You didn't get a chance to watch the special, although you watched the whole documentary. At the end of it, Oprah called them the exonerated five. You asked me, hey, what were you watching? I said, well, the Central Park Five, they call them the exonerated five now. And you go, oh, my gosh, they killed them? And I said, Shay, it's executed. Not exonerated. Stop, 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 They're stop, stop. fine. Yeah. They've been removed from any guilt. They're not dead. It's not executed, honey. Yeah, sometimes I surprise myself that I work in this business, but yet, here we are. More Candy and Carlin coming up right now. Jay and Jordan Cornette filling in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. We are on ESPN Plus and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hope everyone is having a good Wednesday. I had to really think about what day of the week it is today, which tells you all you need to know about me. Uh, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. And so, Jay, we're asking people out there, how confident are you in your team's quarterback? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. 1 through 10, 10 being the most confident. I did my Justin Fields. Go ahead with your Joe Burrow quickly, Jay. How confident are you in Joey Burrow, who I hope feels better soon? He's having that appendix taken out, right? Yes, he did yeah. yesterday. What's or two days ago? What's the highest number for confidence? Okay, ten. Give me a seventy-five because Joe Burrow is removing the knee brace off. That offensive line is finally shored up. Bengals continue to spend money, and Jamar Chase still plays for the Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. So does T. Higgins. So does Tyler Boyd. So does Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, give me give me a seventy-five in terms of confidence for Joe Burrow. <laughs> And I can't hate that. I didn't even know he still was wearing a knee brace. Like, that's how far removed from the knee situation I was. I didn't even know. I'll go one further. I think he wins the MVP this year. I truly do. And and you know what? I would not argue that because not only would he deserve it, I am sure that he will be in the race for it. Um, Okay, but someone who was very close to winning the MVP last year was Tom Brady. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers ended up winning it. The old dudes, they just keep coming back, so they're going to have something to say about Joe Burrow. But nonetheless, now you look at this Tampa Bay roster – and who they've acquired. Um, and the question is, is this the same kind of story, Jordan, that we're going to have like what we did with the Lakers? Are they old? Is this a Tampa Bay team now, considering the addition of Julio Jones, who they added yesterday, that's an old squad looking for another chip? It feels like the LeBron James Laker conversation to me. It doesn't all the way. I mean, I see the correlation there, and I think it's an astute one. It's just the fact that they've got younger in other places where they needed to. This is one of the best-run defenses in the NFL for the last three seasons. And they got younger on defense in certain spots, most especially up front. So that defense will still lead the way. But complementary football is going to have to be a big thing to them. Special teams, they've got to get better. Balanced offensive attack, they must be better. Look, Tom Brady was throwing the football more than anybody in the NFL last year. He doesn't want to do that at the age of 45. This group's going to have to be more committed to running the football than they were a season ago. Because, again, Tom Brady's going to be 45 years old. Now the question there comes with... The replacements on that offensive line, having lost two guards, are they short up there? We will see. But Leonard Fournette coming in, Jordan Cornette-esque, about 30 pounds (laughs) overweight. 
is problematic. And I think you lose a little bit of trust with the coaching staff when you have a clear commitment to wanting to run the football more and the greatest player to ever play the game says he wants to run the football more. You can't love seeing Fournette come in like that. However, I still think that division is somewhat, I don't want to say gettable because I like what the Saints have, but I still believe that the Bucks are, are the team to beat in that cell. Look, this is a team that for the most part, minus Rob Gronkowski and a few other subtractions have done it together already. So it would be hard for me, whereas with the Lakers, the conversation was, can we bring all these old dudes have, who have won in different places together on the same roster and can they replicate a championship? The answer was clearly no. But with the Bucks, for the most part, this has been a roster that's been relatively intact. And yes, Tom Brady, I will never bet against, and you know that. And so to have the same kind of comparison, albeit I made it, it doesn't feel the same to me. Um, the Leonard Fournette situation is interesting, Jay, because he's kind of always got something, like whether he's dropping the football or he's playoff Lenny, he's kind of like rides a roller coaster a little bit. Uh, fun fact about Shane Jordan Cornette, our fantasy football, because we're uh, yes. conjoined uh, here yes. on ESPN Radio. We are the fighting Leonard Cornettes on <laughs> fantasy football. Great team name, <laughs> if I don't say so myself, because I did come up with it. But anyways, I give you credit. I, thank you. Um, I, I will say it, it is it is a roster that I and, – and also Tom Brady's no idiot. Like, he's not going to ask Julio Jones to come join a roster that he doesn't think that he can immediately produce on. Whether that's one carry a game or ten, it doesn't matter. Speaking of, here's Julio Jones, the Bucks' newest receiver on signing with the Bucks. I'm looking forward, right? I'm not looking backwards. Um, it's a great opportunity for me uh, to be a part of something special um, in the Buccaneer family. Um, just looking forward to getting to work. So he's obviously referencing his bad year last year, and he doesn't want to look backwards. He wants to look forward. And we saw this with, for example, Antonio Brown. Tom Brady has a way of bringing out the best in people, and I hope that's what's going to happen with Julio Jones. Do I think they're too old? Absolutely not, Jay. Shay, who wins the NFC South? Because keep in mind, and this is that that is still mind-boggling to me, of course Drew Brees long gone. Jameis Winston will lead that Saints group. Yep, yep. The Saints have beaten the Bucks seven straight times in the regular season, a streak that's still continuing on currently. Yeah, and I don't care who the Saints have on their roster, and I think they have a very good one. They're not afraid of the Bucks. Never will be. It doesn't matter who's under center, who's the head coach. None of it matters. Um, and so that in itself will always be good competition. I still will say the Bucks are going to win the NFC South, but – I, I, that is two teams when they play, like, they'll split. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think one team or the other is going to run away with it because the Saints, doesn't matter when, what time of the year, who's injured, they ain't afraid of the Bucks, And that is that is where it goes. Who do you think wins it? Do you, I, do you, I want to run it right back to you. Do you think the Bucks get to the NFC champ game? Yes, I do. Wow. Okay, I don't know if I can go that far. I'm not ready to commit to that one yet, but I do think that they win the division. I, I have more faith in Tom Brady, and the group that's returning is enough. And I think you're going to see Gronk out there at some point this season. Heck, his oh, fiance so saying it, his agent they're saying it. They're not engaged yet, and I, they're only boyfriend and girlfriend. I am I'm <laughs> invested in that. Uh, all right, <laughs> we need to pause. I'm over Rob Gronk. He's retired. They're Let not go. married. They are oh, not Chris married. Chris Carlin's going to join us next here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. <laughs> 